0: There is a perfect example of motherhood out there. We've all felt its presence. It lingers in our social media feed, in the products we buy, the answers to the questions we research. Even though we know it's not real, we feel it spotlight what we could be doing better.
1: Join two best friends as they step off the stage of motherhood and go behind the scenes with
0: moms from different walks of life. The Mom Cult Podcast. Real moms, real talk, real tired. Well, okay, here we are. This is the Mom Cult Podcast. I am Joy Todd. And I am Sarah Parker Massey. And our special guest today is Jenny Black. Who is my sister. Hi. My big sister. Hi. I'm Hello. glad you're here. I feel very I I think I wanted Jenny on the first one too, because if she's somewhere I am, I just immediately feel like I have some sort of like security blanket with me.
2: Oh, that's so <laughs> yeah, she's sweet. not my sister and I feel that I way too. You. I got the fat girl.
0: <laughs> she's nine years older, which is a big part of that. Yeah. But
1: it's also her personality is comforting. Yeah. I agree.
0: Oh. So this episode is the first to basically just establish what we're doing, why we're doing it, what we hope to get out of it. No idea how many people will listen to it, but my desire has just stemmed from getting together with mom friends, which, uh, as we all know, is not easy to do, and every time that we do manage to get a group of us together and have a couple drinks and snacks and just get to talk about mom stuff and the hard stuff and the funny stuff and usually the hard stuff ends up becoming funny stuff because you very quickly realize that everyone has a similar story to the one that you're dealing with. And we all leave just feeling a little bit lighter, ready to, I don't know, rejuvenated, I guess is a good word. And I just remember feeling that I wish more moms could feel this more often and if this could be an outlet for moms who don't have the time to get out when they need to that they can just pop in some earbuds and pour a glass of wine where, wherever they're at and feel like they got some like happy hour time in with their mom friends so that's why I'm doing this I don't know why you guys are doing this but it's perfect <laughs> that what she said <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly that. I I feel more like myself when um, I've connected with other women, but especially at this point, another mom, for sure, I feel like understood.
0: And Jenny is also our guest today because she's going to have a segment at the end of each podcast that kind of gives people some tools and outlets for any sort of hot topics that have come up, depending on who the guest is. She is a marriage and family therapist. And I just thought it would be a nice way to end with something hopeful and useful. But, anyways, Jenny, if you want to kind of introduce yourself.
2: Hmm. So, yes, I'm Jenny Black, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. But way before I was a therapist, I got to be Joy's big sister, which is one of the very best things I've ever gotten to be. Obviously. Way, way back. In the '80s, and I kind of—I was the first mom of my generation, so I—I I was my. Early, well, I was 23 when I had my first baby. It's ridiculous, and you know, kind of while all my friends were still partying and having a really great, fun life, it was really isolating for me. And it's just—I I love that we can create worlds now. Where you can find other moms, whether or not you, they're in your neighborhood or in this way. So I'm very, I'm very excited. I feel like I finally figured out how to parent. Now both my kids left home, and nobody needs me to parent them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you have this. <laughs> so I do feel like I have, I have perspective. I have a lot of compassion for you guys and what you all have have to face, have been through. Just with. With COVID, is I mean, it has redefined parenting. I'm sure for everybody, but also just you have to face new things with technology that my kids didn't have to face. And I don't know, I don't know how to help, but I do know that um, I really care, and I really do have a great deal of compassion and support to offer you guys um, where you guys are today.
0: Mm. See you wish you could just put her in your purse and carry her around with you wherever mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. She was really
1: tiny, and I put her in my ear. Uh, yeah, she,
2: <laughs> she was the
1: earbud.
2: Yeah. What, what, Sarah? What is the what's the little Jenny in your ear say? <laughs> oh, oh! She laughs at all my jokes. She <laughs> thinks you're, you're hilarious. Funny. That is yes. so true. So yeah. true. <laughs>
1: she laughs at all my jokes. Yeah, just really comforting. Just the energy of you being there is comforting.
2: Anyway, we get it. She's no, great. She's no, great. Nothing's yeah, quite so comforting as a little human <laughs> in your ear.
0: <laughs> I was, like, happy to build her up at the beginning, but now I'm kind of over it. <laughs> right, right, right. So, yeah, let's that. go. <sighs> okay, well, I have an eight-year-old and a three-month-old. Um, anyways, I feel like you guys will hear more about me and sarah's life as the podcast continues so i don't want us to spend too much time talking about us i think that'll just come naturally but so yes now my i have a second daughter now and she's three months old and we're just getting out of the newborn awfulness so things are starting to even out a little bit right as it feels like COVID is starting to even out the light at the end of the tunnel and both giant areas of my life are kind of happening at the same time so that's really nice yeah anyway that's where where i'm at currently as in like this week is um you know when you feel that light at the end of the tunnel coming so you start to let your guard down like you i'm not I'm not using the same energy to like stay optimistic and like just push through. It's totally. it's it's so right there that I'm just like I'm done. And it's made me feel really not sad, just ex- I'm just exhausted. Mm-hmm. I'm exhausted from nothing being simple. Absolutely nothing is simple. Including today. <laughs> Which is why I was just expected, like, of course. And the not simple things, they're rolling off my back. I'm not getting irritated or angry. I'm just like, I don't know what a better word than exhausted is. But that's where I'm at this week. Nice. Thanks for sharing. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, There's plenty more where that came from.
1: I mean, full disclosure. I started getting really nervous that it was going to be my turn like 30 seconds ago. So <laughs> she hasn't heard up.
2: anything you've said.
1: <laughs> um, I have a 20 month old, and and also I I can't ever remember the months. I don't do the month. <laughs> he may be 21 months. Right. I It's
0: <laughs> months thing is not my favorite. It's like once they're two, then you can stop Finally. using months. It's like whenever <laughs> two, clothes two half, when the clothes three. stop using months <laughs> is when your to stop using months. yeah
1: he's gotten really interested in nipples, my nipples and his own. I, I breastfed just six months and- um, And so apparently
2: I stopped too soon.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And he really likes, um, like in, in other parts of life, he likes knobs a lot, so he doesn't really understand. Are you
0: saying that your nipples yeah. are the size of knobs relatively? <laughs> I just want everybody to be on the same page generally speaking
1: yes it would be yeah yeah no did did you just look
0: down I looked at the
1: I did I did I looked at the knobs on this um this audio thing yes and they are well no they're not actually there's small normal yeah those look
0: about right
2: All right.
0: (laughs) for mine personally Uh, um (laughs) well just so you know Ava's eight and she's still very interested in my nipple.
1: (laughs) and you're okay okay good okay
2: it's like and he'll (laughs) just like any great luck he won't grow out of it
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yes he just reaches up and grabs them like at any time like Mm -hmm. and he'll just like hold on to it like anyway so (laughs) that's where we're at uh my husband's a producer i'm a graphic designer and uh we both work from home and i uh before i ever met my husband i had a um i didn't plan to talk about this but i had a um what do you say? An accidental, just completely unexpected out of any logical scenario um, pregnancy. And I lost, that was when I was 20, almost like I think turning 24. And um, I was going to keep that baby, lost that pregnancy. And that really changed the whole trajectory of my life. So motherhood, I mean, it's always been kind of something that was going to be, I feel like eventually important to me, but it at that point became... I mean, I don't love when people say guideposts, but it really did become kind of a guidepost. And um, and then when Joy had a baby, she's my best friend. I don't know if we've I don't know if we've said that we but, haven't. Big um,
0: mm-hmm. wow. reveal.
1: By the- <laughs> Very believe. <laughs> <laughs> and seeing her be a mother and 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 move into that role, and it it's just uh, I mean, okay, so I, smoothly too. I mean, you know it was just really beautiful and you and like how you grew and it developed different parts of you. And anyway, um, enough about that. No, you can, you uh, can keep going, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> um, honestly, it felt like you, um, well, just go Ooh. there, but it, uh, you like blossomed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have hired Sarah to do the sound effects. <laughs> uh, uh, really, and, and came into your own in a way, And, um, and I feel like, you know, and I guess what, seven years later I had Parker Duke as my uh, little boy and it has, I, I mean, it changes your life, but I mean, I, I'm way better person now, but also like way more tired. So anyway, (laughs) that is, uh, where, where I'm at nipples Nipples.
2: blossoming, (laughs) blossoming nipples.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks. That was very sweet of you to say. You're welcome. I was
2: joy. I was wondering too, like
0: your thoughts on motherhood, like when you. It's been so interesting doing this again, with so much space in between, and it feels way more natural this time. I like that that kind of groove of becoming a mom. That kind of new path. It just like drills out of your soul. <laughs> is already open so with when penny was born there was just that immediate love that i feel like i've i felt guilty for not having when ava was born i feel like it took me like m- kind of months to warm up to oh my gosh i'm a mom okay I'm, that's registering not just in my brain but like when you say it to people like it feels so foreign saying it out loud for the first time and so with Penny, it's just felt way more smooth and effortless. Like, I'm just so in love with her. She's so stinking cute and she's infuriating and she's very picky and she's not an easy baby. But then she's just like Ready. a half smile and you're like, mm, okay, Mm-mm. that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so I like that I'm getting to be, I remember with Ava feeling like I would see moms being that way with their babies and I would be jealous and i would want to be that way with her but instead i was way more sarcastic and dry and i st- I still am that way with penny sometimes but uh i'm way more just over the moon for her mm-hmm. and so i I like that i'm getting a chance to be a different version of a mom than i was with ava yeah.
2: so i was well i think it was kind of i was realizing it's kind of fun to think of how old you were when i had my kids i was 15 so- 15 wow. when
0: I had when Brandon Brandon was born. yeah I think I was a freshman
2: in high, school. in high school and then you were a senior in high school or junior 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 in high school when Avery was born so today my kids are 20 and 21 and my oldest is graduating from college next month so officially no officially
0: like real life also graduating at <laughs> 22 will he be 22 when he graduates no he'll be 21 that's insane is that just what happens when you do college when you're supposed to do it yes and you just just (laughs) knock out those four years back to back (laughs) at the same school (laughs) i don't know of these things is this normal (laughs) how ridiculous took me like eight years i feel like
2: yeah (laughs) so real um he did start school early just he went to kindergarten early Oh. But yeah, so it's it's a very my daughter is so my son is actually living at home with us his last semester of school and then my online school and my daughter lives in Santa Barbara for her freshman year of college. So it's a it's a whole different weird. World. It's it's the exact opposite of what you're doing. Yeah. It's like you spend all these years like Sacrificing and surrendering and letting go of your expectations and expecting, like learning how to create your life around this person. And now I'm in the phase where I'm learning how to, like, oh crap, again, I just figured it out. Mm-hmm. Like I just finally now was, you're like, trying to figure out fill that take space. over my whole life, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now they leave, and there's just like this gaping hole. <laughs> like okay, <laughs> and it's not just the gaping hole of like time and energy because I'm still very busy, but it's the gaping hole of like that part what i keep calling my mom compass that like spins around looking of like i'm supposed to be like oh did you think about this have you remembered that have you thought about that oh i need to tell them that just those like unlearning how you're trying to quiet quiet the
0: compass yes (laughs)
2: like like
1: when you want to tell them like teach them things is that what you mean by mom
2: compass maybe edit that out I think that's yeah
0: I think that's cut it cut it
2: (laughs) I think that that's the question is like wondering oh wait when does my opinion matter when is it time for me right to show up with that and when is it time for me to like nope or is it it used to matter all the time right right (laughs) and my kids say that I err on the side believe it or not that I err on the side of not saying enough because I have so much going on inside of me. I'm like, don't, don't, Don't let it all out. And they're always like, please tell us.
0: So just please tell me what you think about my girlfriend. (laughs) Should I marry her? Is that going on?
2: Well, he doesn't want to get married yet, but he's definitely in a relationship.
1: I'm going to (sighs) make my throat (laughs) close up.
0: (laughs) Thinking about that. So what were... Looking back, what were the hardest ages, do you think? Hmm. And there can be multiple you spots along the way. Yeah.
2: but I mean, there's no doubt about it. Those first couple months. I mean, the first, really, for when my kids, I was fine with my son, just with my son. Had her super early. The hardest parts were after she was born. And I had a two-year-old and a newborn. So from that time until she was two and he was four... I mean, I really feel like I was in some kind of blurry boot camp, Mm -hmm. but like when I look back on the whole story, the whole picture of their time as my people, the people that I was growing, I think the hardest time was, it was actually the easiest time, which was when, when they kind of got on autopilot and you can see Ava kind of being a little bit in this Mm -hmm. age group now where you're like, oh, they're good. They're fine. And I feel like that time period was it was like I was so over being a hundred percent mom. Right. I feel like I really pulled back and just kind of let them I, I feel like I missed out on some years emotionally. Even if I was there, it was kinda of like, Yeah, I'd rather be somewhere else. I'd rather yeah. be on a trip or I'd rather be on social media or I read. one of the things I talk about is I'd rather be Instagramming about how cute my kids are and getting a lot of feedback from people outside of this house. Well,
0: yeah, when they naturally become self-reliant, you're like, okay, I can go do my own thing now. But at the same time, you're missing out. I've been feeling that with Ava. I've had so much of my attention and time is going into Penny right now that I don't really know what my relationship with Ava looks like right now because she's also transitioning out of being a kid and I don't, I haven't like found a new groove with her. So I feel a little removed from her right now. And I, I don't like it, but I also am like, I don't, I also don't have the energy to try and fix it, which is also something that I was thinking about with this podcast is I feel like it's kind of create some accountability for myself. If there's something that comes up that I'm dealing with and go, oh, well, I, I've talked about that. I should probably work on finding a solution or what the progress has been like to, you know, keep that a part of the current story. Whenever we kind of check in with like, what's going on with you this week, I'm going to want that to be getting better. So I'll have like something mm-hmm. that will kind of be pushing mm-hmm. me to search for answers. So that's kind of nice. I, I cut in on you. So I didn't know if, uh, but um, so besides that, the blur and then the part you so, feel like yeah, you So, yeah, I guess what on. I'm
2: saying is that the less work that my kids were, the more I disconnected from them. Like, mm-hmm. the more work they were, the more I would, like, okay, I'm going to make the best of this. I'm going to have their friends over. I'm going to, like – but then once they got more independent, I kind of felt myself just, like – I mean, that's – I mean, there's lots of good things about it. Like, that's when – Adam did a lot more stuff. Like most of their memories of that time is with their grandparents and with their dad. So that needed to happen. You know, it's all good. But I think that's interesting because practically their high school years and their toddler years were by far the hardest in terms of all hands on deck, 100% focus and care. And yet I have no regrets about those times. Right. Like, cause I was there. Cause you were there. I was there. My Mine is that middle time where I feel like, like, well, quite honestly, I feel like that with my daughter in particular, like that's she started really getting into YouTube when she was in fifth grade. It was pretty early. It's like the beginning of girls having other girls they could, you know, watch on YouTube and right. see how they decorated their room or whatever. And I really feel like that that like that a part of that was something I wasn't feeling. And like that has created a relationship with YouTube that is way more bond it's a bond and uh you know it's not just oh that's something i watch it's like oh that's where i went when i could find my people and you know be safe
0: and right that's interesting that's like when she's at her most happy or something when you're like that well, used to be when i was doing something with you <laughs> 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 uh see i'm like already feeling like oh gosh i gotta be better no not in a bad way not in like a these expectations are ridiculous kind of way, but just I have been feeling distant from her and not knowing how to connect with her right now and getting frustrated that I don't know. And so just this conversation will just make me put some more conscious time into trying to figure that out. Because, yeah, I mean... Social media is already starting to take over her brain. Like, she wants nothing. At first, it was like all she wanted was to be on YouTube, and now it's all she wants is TikTok. And I'm like, this is insane that we're even having this discussion. And I don't think it's going to get any easier. (laughs) It does not seem anytime soon.
1: (laughs) I thought I felt anxious just about talking, but now I feel anxious for all others,
2: (laughs) all the things. Well, and I do feel like it's important to say, you know, there, there are really important phases of separation, you know, and like, okay, we're growing in these new ways and we're having relationships with new people outside of this mother child relationship. And those are hard and important. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not all something else you need to be doing. (laughs) Right.
0: I don't know why for some reason I was getting dressed and I'm not, I mean, I'm not dressed up at all because what's the point but there was uh, a pair of earrings sitting on the dresser and I was like okay some earrings on (laughs) it's podcast day (laughs) and not only um, (laughs) is that also pointless but they're just hurting because (laughs) the headphones are
2: just so stupid of all the the things
1: (laughs) um and Jenny, is there anything like mm, to any listeners with younger kids or just anybody in general that you things that you wish somebody would have told you like,
2: well, yes. So I, um I am happy that I at least have joy going through this phase because it's very easy. The more years you get out, the more you romanticize the, the earlier years, but, I felt this with my kids teenage years, and I think it's true in every phase of parenting. I think that what your kid needs, like whatever that is, right? They need your attention or they need to be outside or they need um, a nap or who knows, whatever. They need you to read to them. I've always felt that my kids' needs were separate than my needs. Like, okay, gosh, they need this thing. I need to get back to this. I need to be doing this. But every time that I let myself like just totally be present with my kids and give them what they need. I figured out that it's what I needed too. I have never had anybody tell me that and that has just continued to be true throughout their throughout every phase of development. Like even when I talk about that time where I felt really disconnected from them, that was a time I felt really disconnected from myself. And so mm-hmm. being connected with them reconnected, you know, me to myself. So I feel like that Taking out of the story of I'm meeting their needs at a sacrifice to my needs and seeing, wait, where are these needs actually my needs too? And we're both, especially as we're coming out of this year, that it's been really traumatic for all of us, but especially for kids. And I think the ways that we're going to heal from it, like we're going to, all of us need whatever that that walk in the neighborhood or reading a book together is like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I needed. Yeah. Yeah, I feel
0: like that's similar to, it's just that constant, I'm I'm feeling it, it's easier this time, you know, doing it the second time, but it's just that constant effort of, we're on the same team. We're all on the same team. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just so easy to, feel like i don't know i'm so exhausted from being defensive when i don't need to be but when you talking about it with kids and then that's making me think about with your spouse just going with the first kid it definitely felt like we were just when you're when you're working in shifts it just creates this environment of like, I'm doing this thing, and then you're doing this thing, and then I'm doing this thing, and then you're doing this thing. And those moments where you feel like you're all doing something together feel pretty rare when you're just taking turns in the beginning. So someone can get sleep or someone mm-hmm. can go out and record this podcast and, you know, things like that. But it's been – the communication has been way smoother this time because we've already we've already been through it and we remember – the pitfalls of the first time that are like, can we let's let's avoid let's try to avoid this this time around because it's already really hard. Let's at least have some areas where it can be easier and we can be wiser.
2: Yeah, I'm just realizing, Sarah, your family is 20 months old, but Joy's family is three months old. Like oh, yeah. crazy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. like you've
0: never been this family right. before. Like my whole pregnancy feels like it happened in a void, and I, well, my brain doesn't know how. Like now that this the weather is, we're going through weather that the last time we went through it was the beginning of right. all of this. Mm-hmm. I'll smell what it smells like outside, I'll be like oh yeah, spring, and I'm like, what was I doing last spring? Totally, like, it's the <laughs> totally. weirdest. It is. Yes, it's, it it's is very weird. Yeah, I don't, I like and that. I don't know how to like. There's no place for it to like settle uh-huh. in my body.
1: That. Is a good way to describe that. I um, Parker started sort of standing up last year at this time, and right, Is it that. I don't know; it's all blended together. But let's just say <laughs> that's Point what made, happened,
2: right? <laughs> and
1: and uh, there's, I just remember it being hot, and that time, yeah, just it. It's weird. It feels, and it was like the only thing we could do was go out in the front yard at the time. Yeah, it's just strange. It's a trauma,
0: really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trauma that our brains don't know how to store yet.
1: Yeah.
2: What do you um, think about that, Jenny? Well, I have so many thoughts about it. (laughs) Thanks for asking, Sarah. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, The World Health Organization, to to bring in the big expert. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah, you told me this. Officially declared that we are under, like, we have just survived more trauma than after World War II. Wow. And so yeah, how strange, right? Because um it it wasn't we weren't, you know, sending our kids away to war. You know, things that somehow feel like a little bit more tangible. Yeah, and more like, oh, that's trauma. We mm-hmm. could all agree that was trauma. It, it's it's very it's vague. It's- well, and and the the very real thing that it affected people so differently. Some people were unaffected. Their lives went on. Their jobs didn't suffer. They didn't have to homeschool kids. And other people lost jobs and lost houses. And so it was really, it it has been a very individual experience of this thing we all experienced. Mm -hmm. So I think that being said, you guys cannot, you know, you have this paradigm of what it means to be a mom or a parent or what your kids are supposed to do or not do or whatever you can't help it you've got it in there it's it's in your consciousness and it's what society has told you you know this is what it means to be a good mom or whatever we're gonna have to really let go of some of that maybe all of it and tune into ourselves and our kids and be like hey are you okay am i okay what do we need to be okay today and that's the work that's what you have to do. No more than that. No less than that. Mm-hmm. And it's new. No, you, you don't have any generation ahead of you able to say, oh, when my, when my kids were that age and we went through the pandemic, this is right. what we found There's out. There's no
0: guidebook for, Zero. for this. Zero. And you add technology uh, <laughs> to that, which is also still pretty new as far as your kids being raised with the access that they have now. Yeah, which I don't know if you want to talk at all about a little bit about your work with that. (sighs) Hmm. If that sounds okay, I'll just say a little bit.
2: Um, So my my work is around a a topic that we call media trauma, which is basically how our use of technology intersects with our mental health. And we've been studying and working and writing and creating things based on this before the pandemic, but. The pandemic turned it into a whole different – it was like one of my friends said it was like we put fast forward on the technology button about five years ahead of time. So we hadn't really gotten from, – from my generation of kids to your generation of kids, there should be some repairs that are made. We've already learned about the harms of this, mm-hmm. and we would do things differently if we could go back in time knowing how things turned out and how the technology developed. We should have been able to get that information fast enough to you all and to pass laws and to make things different so that your kids – there's just no reason your kids should go through the same thing my kids went through Right? because we've already learned. We know. However, the pandemic has just – Escalated. I mean, so fast, lightning speed. And so now you guys are unfortunately dealing with things we didn't have to deal with till our kids' high school experience that y'all are dealing with in elementary school. And quite honestly, Sarah, even little people, you know, even making that decision of when does my little guy have their own iPad and when do I mm-hmm. let them watch and what. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are working as quickly as we can just to get some education out about that and for parents to have some some realistic guidelines for how that should function in their life and how to know when what's going on with their kid is connected to their technology use.
0: Well, and we're lucky because we don't have to wait till your book is published. We can be getting the information as you're getting the information. <laughs> you get it straight from here. <laughs> yes, Only the really lucky from the <laughs> source. So if you want to know how <laughs> to solve the problem of media trauma with your children, which we all do, Tune in to the Mom Cold Podcast. <laughs> yes, uh-huh, but uh-huh. one of the ideas that Sarah and I had for just something like light and and potentially funny to oh, do okay. during the podcast would be like a tiny segment. don't know what we call it yet. I think we were saying like maybe just pop culture with. I was saying pop culture
1: corner, but I think that's pop culture dominant, corner. But I'm saying it still. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, pop culture corner. It is. <laughs> you write that down. <laughs> My whole <basket> <laughs> <laughs> But um, for those of you that that don't know Sarah, um, she has some mm, struggles with. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Telling a story, you know, just like a flat line beginning to end story. There's like eight million tangents and then like a lot of sorries and then a lot of, oh wait, I don't remember how I got to this. Wait, what was I talking about? And I'm the one who's like keeping her on track. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So we thought it would be a fun, uh, a fun little test to give her one minute to tell us okay. something that's going on in pop culture, because I, I, you know, <laughs> I don't. I feel like there's things that you watch or that you know about, whether it's like with fashion or uh. reality TV or what your guilty yeah. pleasures are that I, uh, that oh. I don't know about. So it'll be you telling me something I don't know. That <laughs> you only have one minute. Okay, can I say something that's an <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> intro. First. I'm so excited.
1: I I, and I care like 0% if this ever is part of it. I just am so excited to be able to share any piece of this. Although um, I'm just going to put put my husband on blast, but he really honestly engages in like all of the – well, I mean we wouldn't – would, no, I'm not going to say that. But it, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> he's really – Be careful. He's really <laughs> – He's, he gets into all these shows, too, so I do get to, to share that with him. Oh, but my fun. point what I was going to say is, um, just as part of an intro is that most of what I guess I would talk about is like real or bravo related reality shows. Um, I mean, I haven't anyway. but well, I yeah. figured
0: it's, it's win-win. The people who don't the people like me who aren't have, have no idea what you're going to talk about, right? That's just entertaining uh, yeah. to watch you struggle. yeah Yeah. and then for the people that do know what you're talking about i think they'll just think it's hilarious because they'll know where the story should be going or what (laughs) you should have told us by now or and how it ends yeah Um, and and i
1: cheated this time because i i I thought this through and i already know what i want to say so um i practiced earlier (laughs)
0: All right, you can give us the topic before I before You're I start gonna do the, the timer. timer? Yeah, okay, I that's got the fun. timer. Okay,
1: one minute is really fun. Okay, the topic is so um, you may or may not have seen. Um, okay, on Bravo. <laughs> Dang it! Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> wait, wait. There's a new there's a new show. Um, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and one of the most polarizing characters was Jin Shaw. She um and her husband was a coach and he was great. And she was always getting really mad and aggro. And it turns out that the reason that she was getting mad is because I mean not maybe the only reason she probably had some problems too and it seemed like I was there were a lot of things that were uncertain, but that she is the kingpin of a of a fraud twenty seconds. Um ooh, oh, oh thank you. <laughs> okay. Of a fraud scheme that defrauds um the elderly. Um and some like some of them are rich and some of them weren't, and it's really sad, um, not to bring it down. But, but <laughs>
0: You got 5 um, seconds to bring it back up.
1: Popping <laughs> <laughs> the elderly and um she was arrested on the show.
2: <laughs> wow. Sarah, congratulations. That's great. I feel like I
0: learned something. I do too. Okay, so Jen Shaw, two <laughs> names. First last name. Uh, her husband's I think Coach. you said, okay, Coach nice.
1: Shaw. He seems he seems really nice, but I question it. Okay. Um and uh, she's the kingpin of this, like, they would sell old people stuff. Um, you can't talk about it anymore. Oh, I thought you were the
0: same question.
1: Okay, sorry. Well, Jenny
0: and I were going to rehash what, what, we, learned. what we learned
1: from oh, okay. that. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love that.
0: I love that. Um, that reminds me of I care a lot is that yeah the- yes, yeah, right it is like right. that everybody's comparing it to that yeah oh, see Look wow at wow and you you portrayed that in such little time good for you yeah <laughs> I'm sweating are you sweating i I a little bit because I was I was laughing mm-hmm. I got like salty tears I got like sweat tears in my <laughs> eyes from laughing at you try to do that. yeah, that was yeah. so fun. <laughs>
1: can't wait till next time. <laughs> can't either. I don't even. we don't even ever have to put it in. <laughs> Just let me
0: do that. <gasps> um do, um we, do we feel like there's anything else that we need to cover in this first episode? I felt good, but do we get a WWJD or is that her? I mm. feel like that is more for when we start having guests and that'll be like a segment at the end. Oh, Cuz right, we kind of much. got you got we, you got so much Yeah, of me we, today. We got her oh. talking about
1: right so in the future All we're useful have things a segment from did you already say that did you already say in the second yeah you did mm-hmm. but you, i don't know if you said it was wwjd which i love yes it is wwjd what would jenny do what would jenny do at the end where jenny who you, you now also love is yeah. going to give us advice and tips and comfort us so really that and that will then eventually engulf this podcast right it'll just become her podcast
2: (laughs) (laughs) what would jenny do is spend a tuesday night with sarah and joy because they make (laughs) her feel so good about
0: herself (laughs) Um, but also we really are we're giving jenny uh jenny's going to be in in everybody's pockets who listens so
2: that's exciting that's
0: exactly what we want Yes, yeah. Yeah, so we're well, just trying I'll- to create an outlet for you, <laughs> Thank you. Thank to you reach guys. the masses. <laughs> yes. I mean, to be honest, I don't really give a shit if anybody listens to this I love it. Yeah, <laughs> this is the best day of my life. I'm in in a really <laughs> long time. <laughs> I <laughs> was fully That's having a I panic say. attack earlier, but I feel great now. <laughs> well, you know what I've learned in acting class is that when you're nervous, it just means you're about to do something exciting, something that excites you.
2: See, there's the WWD <laughs> right
0: there Nervousness just means you're about to do something that is very important to you That's a better way to say it That makes sense um, right. And so that's something that they teach us to help us not let our nerves affect our performance But instead to like translate it into like Oh, I'm only nervous because this is important to me and I'm excited about it And instead of letting it turn into fear Right So that's cool The Mom Cult Podcast has been brought to you by the We Own This Town Network. So a big thanks to Michael Eads. You can look his network up on www.weownthistown.net. Also a big thanks to Mackenzie Moore for our brand design and Gabe Pig for our theme music. And our guest, Jenny Black, my big sister today, for joining us with all of her wisdom. And to all of you listeners out there, tune in (laughs) next time.